Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's time to hit the field with Extra Point, featuring Kayla Mortolaro and Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060 or give us a call at 602-260-1060. The snap is back. The hold is down. You can't miss with this combination. And the extra point is good. Hour number two of Extra Point here on KDUS AM 1060 online at KDUS1060.com. And with the all-new KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports, download the app, register, and make yourself eligible for some listener rewards up on the app right now. It is Friday. It is March 3rd. He is Bob Kemp. Kayla Mortolaro with you up until 1 o'clock today, as we typically do, Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And... Let's reset the scene with today's poll questions, and we'll start here with the first poll question, kdos1060.com, and it involves college basketball. Bob had a conversation with Kevin Sweeney, si.com, all things college basketball, and if you missed it, podcast over at kdos1060.com. The question, which college basketball conference is second behind the Big 12? You have the Big 10 out in front at 43% of the vote, and we're still in a tie between the Big East and the SEC at 20 percent apiece yeah and uh you know some of the metrics uh people still rank conferences and so forth and uh you know their rankings uh you know kind of uh, i'm just going with the old rpi rankings which uh you can still find that on our website um you know big 12s first sec second big 10 is third the mountain west is fourth which i vehemently disagree with fifth would be the big east sixth is the acc and seventh, it would be the Pac-12, which I agree with that. But uh, the fact that everybody's trashing the ACC every 10 minutes and the Pac-12's behind that, I think tells you something about what the nation and what the metrics and the computers think of the big, uh, the Pac-12. And I actually think of that I think that part's accurate. But the fact that the Big East is uh, behind the Mountain West and uh, maybe even, uh, you know, the, you know, possibly even the uh, uh, for the ACC behind the Mountain West. Which hasn't won a tournament game in I think it's three years now. Uh, they were zero and four last year. Not that that should be held against them, but you know Boise State's never won an NCAA tournament game. They're like oh and a hundred, uh, not quite oh and a hundred, but they're they've never won a game in the tournament. The fact that the Mountain West is ranked this highly and people got duped into this last year, and as I mentioned, they were zero and four and done after the first uh, two days of the NCAA tournament a year ago. We'll get into that much more. Uh, around 1230 today. Twitter at KDUS AM 1060, a rematch of the earlier contest in January in which uh, UCLA is also now looking to remain undefeated at home. So who wins Saturday in Westwood, the U of A or UCLA? And UCLA continues to be out in front, but down every time we've updated, it's still 70.8% of the vote, U of A sitting at 29.2%. Yeah, I wasn't even going to use this as a question until last night. The U of A played its best game, I think, since the last time they played UCLA, which was in January in Tucson. And that was a weird game uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, the biggest reason is that the U of A beat UCLA at UCLA's game. It was an ugly half-court game that required some defense and some toughness. And the U of A won that game. The U of A, I think... Uh, 
Defensive toughness is our two things we haven't really seen from them, maybe even since that game. Uh, and even last night when the U of A won at USC, I don't think defensive toughness had anything to do with it. I think everything had to do with uh, U of A played really well on offense, which often happens. Uh, USC had foul problems before the first TV timeout. Two of their best players already had two fouls. By halftime, their three best players had three fouls. Uh, and uh, you know, U of A just routed them. So it's uh, now a question. I also considered before you know, going with the U of A UCLA question is whether we could do the Tabellus and uh, Jaime Hawkes thing, but Hawkes completely wrapped up the uh, Player of the Year award at the Pac-12 last night with his performance against ASU. Von Tabellus was good though, but I mean Hawkes was tremendous again last night. Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits Weekend. Check them out at vonhansensmeats.net. Visit them at 2390 North Alma School in Chandler. The weekend specials. Certified Angus Choice Beef Bottom Sirloin Grilled Steaks at $12.99 a pound. Prime Bone-In Pork Chops, thick or thin cut at $5.99 a pound. Has Bob's Taste Buds salivating. (laughs) Fresh all natural whole fryers at one ninety nine a pound and twelve or and I'm sorry sixteen twenty count peeled and deveined frozen shrimp at fourteen ninety nine a pound. Once again, Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits and the one hundred dollar gift certificate still available to you, but not quite yet. Let's stay in the world of college hoops and discuss a little bit more in depth about ASU's. Uh, loss to UCLA last night, 79 to 61. The Sun Devils did storm out to a lead. They tried to keep it close, but then the Bruins ended up being just way too much for them to handle, led by Jaime Hawkes' 26 points on 8 of 18. Tyga Campbell, 18 points, and Jalen Clark, 15 points, 11 rebounds, as UCLA out-rebounded the Sun Devils, 47 to 23. Yeah, 20 to 5 at the offensive end in the rebounding last night. But this game completely flipped. Uh, ASU still led 28 25 when Bobby Hurley got just a foolish technical foul. Uh, UCLA on that possession got four free throws two from the Hurley technical and uh, two from the personal foul that was called leading into the Hurley technical. Uh, and uh, never was a close game after this. Uh, UCLA ended the first half on an 11-4 run. If you talk about the start of the second half, they went on a 21-9 run. So if you combine that, they went on a 32-13 run after Hurley's technical foul. That gave UCLA a 57-41 lead, and uh, ASU never challenged and never really seemed to compete after that. Uh, So we'll get into their matchup uh, on Saturday, but let's dive on over to U of A topping USC 87 to 81 last night, a bounce back win for the Wildcats and snapping a four game win streak for the Trojans to is back to his scoring ways, 25 points, 10 rebounds. Ramey also added in 16 points. Yeah, I'm glad you asked, uh, added Ramey in there. I think he's actually been the U of A's best player in the last three weeks because before last night, Tabellus had uh, a game here and there. He was okay, but certainly wasn't uh, you know, cruising to the Pac-12 Player of the Year anymore, which he's now not going to win uh, because he had you know, basically four out of five subpar performances. But last night he was good, but Ramey has been really good uh, for a while. In fact, he's had at least nine points in four consecutive games 
He's also had at least four assists in six consecutive games, and he is a very good defender, and uh, they do not have very many good defenders on their roster. So, this setting up things for Saturday, ASU at USC, Saturday 9 p.m. on FS1. Will ASU be able to slow down Boogie Ellis? Um, yeah, I, I would... No, not Boogie Ellis. Uh, foul trouble slowed him down last <laughs> night. He might have scored 100 last night had he not had foul issues and you know, pretty much the whole game. Uh, I think he had like 30-something at the end of the game, right? Something like that. Uh, but yeah, he that's the only thing that slowed him down last night. And uh, yeah, ASU's got to play with some uh, fight. And uh, yeah, I don't think that they necessarily quit after Hurley's technical foul, but certainly uh, scoreboard-wise, it looks like they did. Then you have U of A at UCLA Saturday, 8 p.m. on ESPN. Bruins looking to wrap up the regular season undefeated at home. We don't want to give away our answers just quite yet, as uh, that is part of the poll question. But I guess let me just ask you this question. Is there any particular player that you'll be focused on to, to just kind of see how that matchup unfolds? Um, that's an excellent question. I, well, I would think that, uh, you know, Tiger Campbell is where we're going to start. And Tiger Campbell is a, for, you know, really a pass first point guard. Uh, he is, you know, ASU's got to be as thrilled that, well, if they play him again, I guess ASU is probably happy because that means they'll play him in the conference tournament. But Campbell, as I mentioned, is a pass first point guard. He scored 40 points in the two games total against ASU this year. Uh, and uh, you know, basically, you know, Campbell has you know, had some you know, last couple of years had some very good games against the U of A because uh, you know Ramey. I, I would assume Ramey's going to be uh, in charge of checking Campbell, so we'll see if uh, that works out a little better than it has in the past, the last couple of years. But that I guess that's kind of a matchup that's paying gets my most attention because Creasa can't guard you, I, or anybody else. We'll answer that question around 1230 today, but right now it's time. Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, the weekend special, certified Angus choice beef, bottom sirloin grilled steaks, $12.99 a pound, prime bone-in pork chops, thick and thin cut, $5.99 a pound, fresh all-natural whole flyers at $1.99 a pound, 16-20 count peeled and de-veined frozen shrimp at $14.99 a pound. It all sounds like some wonderful weekend special options and a $100 gift certificate could be yours. Caller number 3-602-260-1060. Caller number 3-602-260-1060. Make sure you're visiting Von Hansen Meats and Spirits online at vonhansensmeats.net and at 2390 North Alma School Road in Chandler. Catch up with them. Find out all the wonderful meat options they have and pair it with some craft beer, wine, and of course, don't forget your four-legged friend. Caller number three, 602-260-1060. We'll get into more college hoops on the other side of the break. KDUS AM 1060 is the home to the Dan Patrick Show, the Doug Gottlieb Show, and Sports Map Radio. Catch all the sports content here on AM 1060.
Congratulations to our winner of the Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits $100 gift certificate. One more time, 2390 North Ulma School in Chandler or visit them online at vonhansensmeats.net. It is the extra point right here on KDOS AM 1060 online at kdos1060.com. And of course, with the all new KDOS 1060 app brought to you by Superbook Sports on this Friday, March 3rd. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you and... Uh, I saw this a little while ago here, and uh, it now makes sense and time to fit it into the program. Ben Bolch, who you had a conversation with yesterday, who covers UCLA basketball and football, reporting that UCLA has given Chip Kelly an extension through 2027, so he will be leading the Bruins into the Big Ten. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I've never quite understood all the talk about Kelly going somewhere else. Where is he going to go if he goes somewhere else? The NFL, that's not going to work. Uh, it didn't work before. did briefly, uh, but not long term. And uh, I'm not exactly sure why he would leave. Uh, you know, he's done a nice job building up the UCLA program. And obviously, uh, I don't think DTR is back for the 27th season next year, but he's going to find a quarterback. Uh, but, you know, I don't know what alternative he would have if he wanted to continue to coach. So the question I have for you is, was the narrative that Chip Kelly wanted to find greener pastures elsewhere? Or was it that UCLA is happy with how Chip has resurrected the program, but needs to get over the next hurdle and they want to find someone else to do that? I never heard from anybody who I consider credible that he was in disfavor with the UCLA administration. Uh, And uh, part of that was talking to Ben uh, the last couple of years when we've talked some UCLA football. I I think it was, I don't a media manufactured thing to some extent. Maybe I'm being too extreme with the word manufactured, but I just never really heard it from anybody that I thought had any credibility. I think that's a fair assessment. I I don't, you know, obviously because they extended him through 2027. So they're happy with what he's doing. And and I I think maybe also if if they're looking at this, they want some continuity heading into this big move over to the Big Ten. Yeah. And they were awful when he got there. I mean, really, really bad. Also true. Uh, let's uh, move this conversation over to the hardwood, but we'll stay in the college world. Uh, number two, Alabama is at number 24, Texas A&M on Saturday. Uh, all of a sudden, Texas A&M has found themselves in the AP Top 25. And for Alabama, they're on the road and they've had some squeakers here the last couple of games. Yeah, unfortunately, A&M lost earlier this week. But, you know, I like their team, kind of, sort of. Um, I'm not real sure how far they can go in the NCAA tournament. I'm not getting much of a, you know, real good idea of what to think of them just watching the SEC, which I think is down somewhat this year. They've been tremendous at home and okay on the road. And, you know, I don't remember a season in college basketball where there's been more teams that are – just destroying teams at home and on the road. You wonder if they're going to beat almost anybody at some stage. Uh, the other thing is they are an extremely well-coached team, AM with Buzz Williams. They get to the free throw line. They play. They got two really good guards. In fact, I think that Taylor, Taylor and Radford are probably the two best guards on one team in the SEC. Um, but uh, yeah, they, like I said, they get to the free throw line. It's pretty amazing. 
uh, and they really have to because they're not the greatest shooting team in the world. They may be fouled too much, and uh, I think that uh, the term quick whistle is something that you hear sometimes in the NCAA tournament. You know, if there's going to be a lot of fouls called, there's certain teams that that's probably not going to favor. Uh, A&M is going to want a slow whistle once you get to the NCAA tournament. Uh, then you have Iowa State at number seven, Baylor. Uh, how's Baylor's health? Uh, not great. George is last year. I'm not sure what his health is for this week, but uh, for the, this weekend. But he didn't play the last. He got injured two games ago. Did not play in the last game, uh, and uh, they didn't need him in the last game, as it turns out. I think the biggest thing right now is that as Iowa State, they're just sliding off the face of the earth here. Uh, yeah, they started fast. They're a team that completely depends on its defense to get anything accomplished. You know, Grill is their top scorer. They're not, they have problems scoring points. Uh, he has left the team this week. Uh, there were all kinds of you know, inaccurate rumors about why he left the team. Uh, I believe that was Wednesday when that occurred. And uh, now it's been revealed that he's got some off-the-court issues. Uh, so hopefully those idiots that actually reported the uh, – you know, the other things that were inaccurate, they you know, hopefully have apologized publicly uh, because they should. Uh, but, you know, they, they've just, you know, they are a really shaky team right now. I'm guessing they're going to get some, uh, you know, they're 4-10, and 10, in fact, in their last 14 games now. Uh, but uh, I'm assuming they're going to get some, if people fill out their brackets, they're going to, well, I watched them earlier in the season and they were really good. Uh, the last I looked also, they were just 2-6 and six in true road games. Uh, they're a team I'm going to look to play against uh, in the NCAA tournament. I'm hopefully, uh, you know, the odds maker, uh, or at least the, the 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 market or somebody will, you know, give me a number that is favorable to bet against them. Uh, then you have Seton Hall at number twenty, Providence. Uh, is this more just about what Providence can do? Well, Providence blew their undefeated home record the other night. They got blown out at home by Xavier in a game where Ed Cooley completely kind of lost his marbles, uh, which I don't blame him. He was so pissed off in the first five minutes of the game that he benched his entire starting five. Uh, by the eight-minute mark, or eight minutes to go in the first half, he had a technical foul at that point, trying to further get his team fired up. They were down by 20 points at 33-13 to 13 when he got the tee. They made a phony rally to make the score look close, but, uh, you know, that was not good. So I assume this is the final home game for some of these Providence guys. I don't think the final home game thing, which used to be a pretty popular angle to play on teams, is as big a deal as it used to be because there are so many transfer portal guys that haven't been at a school for X number of years. Providence has got three or four transfers, so I don't know if uh, playing the final home game is nostalgic as it used to be. Uh, St. John's at number six, Marquette. Uh, I Marquette has nothing to play for at this point. Um, I think that they pretty much, you know, they're obviously the number one seed in the conference tournament went at Madison Square Garden next week. Uh, St. John's is going to fire Mike Anderson as the head coach, and about the only thing I can add as far as St. John's goes it seems to be uh, who has the highest, who has the most money uh, to get Rick Pitino as their coach next year, St. John's or Georgetown. Huh. Uh, then you have number 11, Kansas State at West Virginia, uh, Bob Huggins again. Yeah, a lot of talk of Huggins is going to retire at the end of the year. 
uh, and so forth. You know, Kansas State is a team that really hit a lull uh, two or three weeks ago, and I was wondering, you know, they started off so well, and Jerome Tang is their coach, and he was the assistant coach for years uh, with Scott with, for Scott Drew at Baylor. And, uh, you know, they really, as I mentioned, they hit a, you know, a real lull. Uh, but now they've completely turned it around. And as of right now, I actually think you make a pretty good case that Kansas State, uh, only Kansas is playing better at this time in, in the Big 12 than, uh, than Kansas State is. Number 12, Tennessee at Auburn. Do we know which Auburn team is ever going to show up? Actually, I think we kind of do. Uh, they're really good at home, and they're absolutely atrocious on the road. Um, yeah, unfortunately, Tennessee, uh, there were a couple of huge injuries in, co- in college basketball this week involving point guards, and needless to say, Ziegler uh, now out for the season for Tennessee. You know, I think a lot of people were probably looking to go against Tennessee in uh, you know, maybe the second game of the NCAA tournament or whatever, but I think it's almost impossible for them to have a deep run in the tournament. They're offensively challenged. He is clearly the only guy that could run an offense on that team, and uh, he went down with a season-ending knee injury over this week. Then you have number 22, TCU, at Oklahoma. Yeah, I quit paying. Oklahoma, I mean, they they just – other than the one game that they won at home over Alabama by 100, they're not good. Um TCU, I'm a little disappointed. Uh, they've come back and they have a good record since Miles' return. But uh, watching, uh, there are a few games that have disappointed me more as far as quality of play than TCU and Texas earlier this week. I'm going to try to throw that out of my mind. The good news is we get to see a pretty good sampling, obviously, of TCU in the Big 12 tournament next week. Staying in the Big 12, you have number three, Kansas, at number nine, Texas. However, Texas has dropped two straight. Jalen Wilson for Kansas, their leading point getter at 19.6 points per game. And the Jayhawks are now 15th in the NCAA with 17.1 assists per game. Yeah, uh, I think this game has completely lost its uh, juice. Uh, You mentioned Texas has lost a couple games in a row. Uh, it looks as if uh, they've lost uh, some incentive uh, ever since the you know the you know, Terry their you know their interim coach the reports last week that he was not going to be retained no matter what happens uh, the rest of this season they have not won a game since then they completely quit last Saturday against Baylor and then as I mentioned that game against uh, TCU their night was really disappointing. Uh, Kansas is uh, they clinched the conference championship earlier this week when Texas lost that game to TCU so not as much incentive as it would have been obviously if this game were for the regular season championship because Kansas has already won it again and over in the Big East number 14 UConn at Villanova uh, I'm curious to watch Villanova uh, I mentioned I've mentioned this a few times I almost hope that UConn uh, kind of runs Villanova off the floor or at least I you mean know, the Villanova value is decreasing every second <laughs> every game that they play uh, unfortunately if you're on uh, you know the Villanova bandwagon here and there's lots of people on the Villanova, Villanova bandwagon and since Justin Moore came back from the injury he didn't even make his season debut until January the 29th. He injured his uh, Torrey's Achilles in the Final Four last year. Uh, since he's come back, and they've, you know, he was on uh, for the first time I know of, 
Uh, they mentioned it during the broadcast earlier this week when Villanova played Seton Hall that uh, Moore was not on innings, uh, innings, <laughs> a minutes restriction uh, at all. And uh, he's been tremendous. And uh, the, uh, Villanova, I would say, from February 1st to right now, I don't think there's a team in the country that has improved more than Villanova. Well, speaking of innings for the Diamondbacks, Merrill Kelly is set to pitch for the Diamondbacks, at least according to MLB.com, as they take on the Mariners. Uh, Marco Gonzalez going for the Mariners, but Merrill Kelly uh, getting ready to pitch here before he heads on out to the World Baseball uh, Classic. Yeah, I'm curious to say. I'm not sure how this World Baseball Classic is going to affect teams. It's a fun event to watch. Uh, I went to the World Baseball Classic the first year I was here, which was now several years ago. It was a fun event to attend, uh, but I really am confused of how it affects the major league teams. Uh, the, I'll just give you an example: is you know when you know, teams don't have their pitchers during the entire spring training, uh, you, they you, they can't monitor the innings that these guys are going to pitch because you know some of these teams. In the World Baseball Classic, uh, it's a big deal to some countries, and you know there's you know they I don't think they there's been an example or two where they've really overpitched some guys, but you know the fact that uh, we've even heard teams mention that they're going to go to six man rotations would just start the regular Major League Baseball season because they don't think their starting pitchers might be stretched out enough. By the time the season starts, is it's a kind of a disturbing, and also is another reason why I'm more convinced. I'm more confused than I've ever been. You know, I've been wrong before, but confused and wrong are two different things. I'm more confused going into the season about betting season win totals. I have no idea what to do with certain several teams. About the only team I'm pretty sure I'm going to make a bet on right now, and I'm going to shop around for some numbers over the weekend is I'm looking to bet the San Francisco Giants under the total, especially if it's like 81 or 82. Lunch for two. Porta subs for a year and 2023 spring training tickets could be yours. The tickets to the D-backs versus Reds, March 24th, 1, 10 p.m. start. It's two tickets and a parking pass. Simple instructions to get yourself qualified. Download the KDOS 1060 app. Apple and Android users are eligible. Listen every day for your chance to get one entry per day into the grand prize drawing. That's all happening over at the KDOS 1060 app. Brought to you by Porta Sub. Porta Subs, slicing up the quality you crave. Your favorite sliced fresh premium meats and cheeses on our signature fresh baked bread loaded with fresh veggie toppings and savory sauces. Get the taste that you crave at your neighborhood Porta Subs, and you can visit them at portasubs.com to find that valley location nearest you. It's poll question time on the other side of the break. It is the extra point here on KDOS AM 1060, online at KDOS1060.com, and with the KDOS 1060 app. Right here on KDOS AM 1060, you're in the extra point. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you up until 1 o'clock today, as we typically do. Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And it's that time of the program where we toss it on over to KDOS1060.com for our first poll question. College basketball themed. And if you missed Bob's earlier conversation with Kevin Sweeney of SI.com chatting all things college hoops, you can always podcast that over at KDOS. 
KDOS1060.com. Here's the question. Which college basketball conference is second behind the Big 12? The options, the Big East, the Big 10, and the SEC. I'm going Big East. I'm in the minority here, I know. I'm sorry about that, but that's just what my opinion is. And There's all kinds of ways you can evaluate which conference would be second behind the Big 12. I don't think there's any argument the Big 12 is first, no matter which way you want to use it. But uh, as far as who's second, uh, I'm going Big East because I actually think there are five teams in the conference that could reach least, at least reach the Final Four. Uh, I don't even know who the big, the second best team in the Big Ten is at this point, and Purdue's not exactly sailing into the postseason here at this point. Uh, the SEC, Alabama uh, has obviously the off the floor issues. Tennessee lost Ziegler, uh, their point guard for the season, uh, and I'm not sure who the third best team in the SEC is. You brought up Texas Te- Texas A&M, excuse me, earlier in the year in the uh, hour. I'll get that right in the hour. And uh, they might be the third best team, but I don't think that they're any threat to make it past the Sweet 16. Uh, so I'm going Big East because I just think that uh, they have the most good teams at the top other than the Big 12. Uh, so for, on my notes, I have nothing written down for the Big 10. I guess I couldn't find anything to uh, help me convince myself that this conference was the second best in college basketball. For the SEC, currently have four teams in the AP Top 25, but I do have question marks when you have like some inconsistencies with Kentucky as, as like your typical blue blood program down, uh, inconsistencies with Texas A&M here now kind of crawling into the Top 25, and then you have what do you make about Tennessee? I think it's a pretty big gap between Alabama and then everyone else in the SEC. So I guess uh, you've been doing a great job of convincing me with your college hoops conversation that it's it's the Big East. They also have four teams in the AP Top 25, and you probably have five making the NCAA tournament. So uh, I, I think it is pretty kind of top-heavy, though. Uh, but they've found ways to really compete hard against one another, and it's been a, a fun conference to at least watch absolutely and going back to kentucky their top two point guards are out right now uh they were unable to finish the game when they lost on uh, they lost at home to vanderbilt earlier this week and uh you're moving ahead that's something to certainly monitor regarding kentucky i've never really bought kentucky for long term this year they can't make an outside shot to save their you know, whatever uh so that's not a good thing even when those guys are healthy and uh, yeah, heading into the SEC tournament next week, they're far from healthy unless they have uh, some guys make miraculous comebacks in the next few days. You have now a tie. Big Ten and SEC at 38% of the vote. The Big East trailing at 25% of the vote. So the voters voting for the Big Ten, you should tweet at us. Let us know why the Big Ten is the second best uh, basketball conference behind the Big 12. So the voters are wrong, basically. <laughs> I'm willing to hear him out. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I'm wrong. Over on Twitter, at KDUSAM1060, there is a number four versus number eight matchup in Westwood. So who wins, the U of A or UCLA? 
And uh, I mean, I think the UCLA has something to kind of play for here. I know they wrapped up the regular season title already, but it is against the U of A. That's a high pedigree program against another high pedigree program. UCLA is looking to stay undefeated at home. Uh, They want to be able to uh, get another victory and uh, ascend themselves into the Pac-12 tournament. I just think they're playing really well, more complete basketball team and they've also been stringing together some more uh competitive games i think they just look better than the u of a right now and plus they want to beat the u of a badly really badly uh i didn't say it last night i guess Hakez. i was long gone by the end of the uh, game and the post-game interview i guess he like mentioned uh, kind of like bring on the u of a uh type of thing uh so this is a big game for them i'm really concerned however because bona uh, their big guy, who I talked about with Ben Bolch from the LA Times yesterday, quite a bit about him. Uh, he suffered what looked like be a possible head injury at the end of that game against ASU last night. So I'm assuming he's okay. I just looked uh, during the break to see if uh, there was an update on him, and there's not going to be an update today, at least at this time, on him, unless unless it's really bad. Uh, so I'm not sure he's going to play, and. Uh, yeah, they're going to need him on Saturday to go against, uh, you know, obviously the U of A's two big guys. Uh, so uh, if if I knew he was playing for sure, yeah, I'm going to, uh, you know, I was all set to invest in a UCLA money line parlay uh, to use one of your you know, football favorite football things. Uh, but uh, I'm not doing it if I don't think that Bowen's going to play. So I don't I don't think U of A is going to win. Uh, but, you know, I'm all over UCLA if, if he were not injured at the end of that ASU game last night. UCLA, though, out in front, 73.1% of the vote. They've had a pretty commanding lead this entire show. Uh, yeah. U of A trailing at 26.9%. This is on Twitter at KDUS AM 1060. Taking a look at how things are unfolding at the Arnold Palmer Invitational from Orlando, Florida. The wind is certainly... Uh, kicking up gusts upward to 30, 35 miles an hour. So when it comes to who has the best round of the day going in this afternoon wave, and it's Justin Thomas, he's four under par, uh, but he does have quite a tricky little chip that he's navigating here right now, and he just... Uh, well, it's running out. He did dub it a little bit here, and it's getting better by the second, so he'll have about six-footer for par. Uh, the worst round in this afternoon wave is Min Woo Lee, who is six over par through ten holes. So, like I said, there's just a lot of potential danger lurking everywhere. And if you look at some of the, the people that we had going, uh, Keegan Bradley – he was uh, uh, plus. Uh, he was one of our guys at seventy-five to one. We also had him in the top thirty. He went out yesterday, fired a four-under par round, sixty-eight, thinking things are things are looking up. He's trending in a good direction, and it did not get off to a good start, and it didn't finish well for him either. A 77 today, five over par. He's plus one, which is currently making the cut in a tie for 60, so he'll be uh, monitoring that. Will Zalatoris, he's even par through five holes. He shot one over yesterday, so he too is hanging around the cut line. When it comes to Scotty Scheffler, uh, he just had a bunker shot where he had a fried egg, and uh, those are never fun to try to navigate, so he 
ended up making a bogey, but he's even par through seven holes in a tie for ninth as your leader remains Kurt Kitayama at nine under par. I would be surprised if anyone got over him today in this afternoon wave. I think he'll be heading into Saturday with the lead by himself. That's my bold prediction on this Friday, that Kurt Kitayama will be in the lead. I don't know how bold that really is, but that'll be my prediction here, that he heads into Saturday's round with the lead when all is said and done on this Friday round from the Arnold Palmer Invitational. We wrap up this edition of Extra Point on this Friday, March 3rd, right here on KDOS AM 1060, online at kdos1060.com, and with the all new KDOS 1060 app on the other side of the break. Check out KDUS AM 1060 on 100.7 KSLX HD2. That's right, HD Radio on 100.7 channel number two. so much time talking about the wind wreaking havoc at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Victor Hovland out here just hitting holes in one. He uh, catapulted up to a tie uh, in 12th alone now. Three under par after that hole in one. He's uh, three under par for the tournament now. And uh, yeah, navigated that nicely. It is the extra point here on KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortellaro with you wrapping things up on this Friday, March 3rd edition. And Bob, it's that time once again. It is thank you time. As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever and whatever else sip through the cracks. Also, our guest today, lots of college hoops talk. We went through some conferences with Kevin Sweeney from SI.com and also around the NBA with James Herbert of CBSSports.com. Sound of the day courtesy of FS1, ESPN, and uh, ESPN2, ESPN, uh, Bally Sports uh, Detroit, TNT, and also special thanks, as always, to Kayla, Corey, and Aaron. And Kayla's going to tell us what's coming up next. Up next here on KDOS AM 1060, it is the Doug Gottlieb Show from 1 to 3 p.m., followed by the Rich Eisen Show from 3 to 5, the Sports with Dave Rooster Beerstein from 5 to 6, and then ASU Baseball is taking on UC Irvine. First pitch is 6 p.m., and you can follow it on all the following areas, KDOS AM 1060, KDOS1060.com, and with the new KDOS 1060 app. All ASU Baseball will continue the series against UC Irvine with pregame on 
on Saturday at 12.45, first pitch at 1. And then it makes room for NAU men's basketball with a tip-off at 5.30 p.m., getting the Big Sky Conference Championship Tournament underway, taking on the University of Idaho. Mitch Stroman on the call here on KDOS AM 1060 on Saturday. So a couple of different things have kind of unfolded in regards to the Pac-12 network today. I saw that John Wilner of the San Jose Mercury News writes that the Pac-12 should expect a deal in some fashion by beginning of April. He writes that ESPN, Apple, and Amazon are interested in some sort of partnership. Schools are expected to receive $28.5 million to $34.9 million each year. Then some other reporting coming out from different uh, publications that kind of the Big 12 is just waiting in the wings, waiting for what they think is going to unfold and that there won't be a good enough or won't be a lucrative uh, media rights deal and that they have kind of made it known the four corner states that they would like to have them come aboard being ASU, U of A, Utah and Colorado. So we'll have to see how this unfolds for the future of the Pac-12. Yeah, we'll see. I believe what Wilner, whatever he wrote, I believe him. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Anything Pac-12, he's he's the guy, and uh, yeah, he's covered this conference for a really long time, back to the Arizona Daily Star days and the LA Daily News days and the San Jose Mercury News days, and uh, he he knows everybody in the conference. Uh, and then when you also have as well, just kind of, uh, you know, the, the big, the Pac-12 is trying to also reach 12 schools since they will be 10 schools after USC and UCLA leave to go off to the Big Ten. So trying to figure out what schools they could potentially get to be a part of their stable. So there's a lot that uh, new commissioner George Kliakoff has to kind of navigate. But then also you have what the other schools and what the other institutions uh, feel is going to be best for them moving forward and, and whether or not you believe in the future of streaming or how important being a part of of you know normal television broadcasts are to to exposure yeah i'm just going back to the big 12 thing off the top of my head and uh, it's always a bad idea to do the top of the head thing but i'm going to do it anyway uh, i wonder if that's maybe some wishful thinking for the big 12 you know they're already adding schools too in the next you know for next year uh they're adding schools uh i had not heard anything about anybody else leaving the pac-12 here for seemingly a few weeks uh, adding teams, I've heard mentioned for the Pac-12, as you mentioned, to get to 12. Uh, so we'll see. But whether it's San Diego State or SMU, I guess, are the two that have been mentioned the most. Yeah, I have not heard anything just like you in the last couple of weeks about people potentially departing. So this was kind of an interesting angle that it was more so from the Big 12 that it looks like they've kind of expressed interest. And, you know, the I believe it was the Baylor athletic director, if I remember correctly, again, as you mentioned off the top of your head, uh, and, and he was the one that was quoted that we're not interested in poaching anyone away. But we'll make, you know, uh, <laughs> but, but we will. <laughs> but, you know, if it comes down to it and they don't like what's being offered, we'll Come welcome in with open arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. exactly. Yeah. We're not looking to move. We get anybody to 
leave or come to us, but come on down. Essentially. Uh, This tweet came into the program yesterday, and again, it didn't get a chance to get to it, so let's do it today here. Uh, John tweets into the program, two back-to-back weeks of great Chicago PD episodes. Next new one is March 22nd, so Bob can hopefully catch up by then. Back to sports-ish, will you be watching the Travis Kelsey-hosted SNL Saturday Night Live? Imagine that some other Chiefs and NFL NFLers will be appearing as well. Well, there, there's zero chance I'll be watching the SNL thing. Uh, I'm not quite caught up on Chicago PD. I watched last week's episode, uh, which you talked about to me last week, and uh, there was certainly some drama there. Uh, I did not watch the, the episode from Wednesday night, which I will do hopefully this afternoon some point or definitely by the end of today. Uh, so for me, I don't watch Chicago PD, but from terms of SNL, I'm on your part, by the way. I, I know, but now yeah. I'd have to go back and how many like years is that worth of binge watching? Your mom can help you with that. That's true. She can, she watches it. Yeah. Uh, so for the SNL lady. thing, I probably won't watch it live, but if there's some funny clips, I'm sure I will click on the clips. I also had heard that there's a more than good chance that uh, there will be a cameo appearance from his brother, Jason Kelsey, as well. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. Maybe they can ask him if he's going to retire. <laughs> I was also thinking to myself, if Jason's making a cameo, does Mama Kelsey make a cameo as well? Oh, yeah. She liked the television thing. She certainly enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the publicity during Super Bowl week, for sure. She did, and she, uh, I think, represented the Kelsey family very well. <laughs> yes, she liked it, and she did a very good job representing the Kelsey family, for sure. As today is, it is the weekend specials from Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, the certified Angus Choice Beef Bottom Sirloin Grill Steaks, $12.99 a pound, Prime Bone-In Pork Chops, Thick or Thin Cut at $5.99 a pound, Bob's Special, Fresh All-Natural Whole Flyers at $1.99 a pound, and 16-20-count Peeled Deveined Frozen Shrimp at $14.99 a pound. You could certainly entice me on some shrimp. We could make uh, shrimp cocktails. We could make some uh, shrimp Alfredo. There's just so many different things we could do with the shrimp that are coming to mind here. So visit them, 2390 North Alma School in Chandler, and check them out online at vonhansensmeats.net. As always, thank you for tuning in to the program right here on KDOS AM 1060, online at kdos1060.com, and with the all-new KDOS 1060 app brought to you by Superbook Sports. Everyone have yourselves a fantastic weekend. The Sports Zone with Bob Kemp, back with you tomorrow starting at 10 a.m. Talk to you then.